is happening party people that's a song that's how you kick off a podcast bam love it hey uh another uh solo podcast from yours truly uh had some technical difficulties didn't want to put out some trash so um omar and i will get back to it we'll get back and we'll do another one but uh we just had some technical difficulties my fault soundboard issues you know you know how it goes this episode of Talking during movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a conversation, or in this case, you just hear me ramble on uh, as the movie goes on silently behind me. The solo, it is brought to you by Montucky Cold Snacks. MontuckyColdSnacks.com is where you can get the gear. Montucky Cold Snacks, we're doing some fun stuff with them. We are going to do on the 17th, Tuesday the 17th in Austin, Texas, we'll be at Kung Fu Saloon drinking for a cause. We're doing a live podcast there, having a lot of fun. Kung Fu's excited. Montucky's excited. I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. Cannot wait. Uh, so, yeah, check them out. Their URL will be in the description as well. But MontuckyColdSnacks.com out of Montana. My people loving me this month, taking care of me. Can't thank them enough. Uh, this has been fantastic. Also, we are brought to you by the world-famous Dirty Bills, 511 West Rio Grande, DirtyBillsAustin.com. Our home away from home, the studio that has, uh, as some people put it, awful acoustics, but it's the best, man. There's there's an energy there. There's a vibe there. There's a feeling. There's a passion. There's a love. Go there. If you can't go there, shop online, DirtyBillsAustin.com. Check them out. They're wonderful. Leslie and the team, everyone there, they take care of us, whether we're in there recording or we bring a group in just to come in and have a couple of wobbly pops, if you will. Those are our two sponsors, kids. Let's get to this uh, solo podcast where I talk over the great outdoors. I think I kick in at 30 seconds. It, it's a real, you know, it's like you have this desire. You want to go do something. You're super excited. You think it's going to be great. Uh, it's a movie that I loved as a kid. And then I realized 10 minutes in, I'm like, I don't like any of the shit that they do. I don't like sleeping outside. I don't like mosquitoes. I don't like big bugs. You know, I like a fresh shower. There's a lot of things I like. The couple of things I did like, uh, the low and brow beer spot, uh, and, uh, and W yeah, the one, the only root beer float. That's the jam. So here it is kids. Enjoy. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, we got a busy week ahead, so this is going to be fun. See ya. And we're live. Party people, what is happening now? This is another solo podcast. It's some technical difficulties in the last one, so picked it up, running solo. Here we go, having some fun. I don't know what my dog, my dog is out here hanging out, doing something, licking my barbecue, being a weirdo. Uh, the movie today is The Great Outdoors. Good timing, middle of summer, people are going camping. I see all these pictures on Instagram. They're out and about. I got my friend driving cross country, showing me Airbnb, creepy houses, all this stuff. So what better movie than The Great Outdoors? And you have two of the greatest comedians of all time, right? I mean, you have John Candy, shocker, he died of heart failure, and disco Dan Aykroyd, uh, who we've already talked about. Uh, it's um, If you hear some rumbling in the background, that's not my stomach. I'm not on a diet. Don't worry. Uh, thunder. We got, a little, we got a little rain showers. We got some thunder out here. And there's a give a hoot, don't pollute. There's an owl in my neighborhood now. So he's, uh, he or she, don't want to assume gender, wide awake. 
wide awake and ready to go. So he says, who, 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 who are you? It's like the beginning of a CSI program. And then my dog might bark because inside the patio with me, but next to him, of course, is a squirrel. And he is fascinated, fascinated by squirrels. And there he goes. And there he is, just being a complete asshole. As soon as I start the podcast, he likes to do that. Just as soon as I start it. It would, it would be unfair for him to do this when we've been out here for the last 15 minutes. But that's okay. That's what he does, man, right? So if you guys don't know about the great and wonderful Great Outdoors, classic, instant classic, uh, lots of fun. It, um, it takes place up in the mountains. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So right now, we're going to kick this off by me opening up an ice cold from the coldest fridge in Circle C. That'd be mine. Uh, Montucky beer. So here we go. And, oh. Just hits the spikes right there. So let's take a drink. Let's just take a drink. Mm. So, so good. There'll be some pauses here while I am trying to uh, drink this stuff away here. And then we'll, uh, we'll get this party started here, all right? So let me cue you guys up with the movie. And then we'll let the commentary and nonsense begin. All right, folks. And we are 35, 36, 37, 38. 39, 40, John Candy's driving up. One of the, I mean, this is not different to any other movie out there for sure, right? But uh, the movies that are, how come, I mean, he's got, for John Candy, right? He's the slimmest man in the world. He's got a good looking wife, though. I mean, it makes a lot of men believe that a personality goes a long way. Yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. We got Annette Benning in this film. I forgot Annette Benning was in this film. She's the best. He is driving a Jeep Grand Cherokee, uh, one of my favorite vehicles from back in the day, only because it has the wood paneling on the side. You get that wood paneling on the side, it's dope, all right? Uh, also a little bit weird because the Jeep Grand Cherokee has a ton of room inside of it, especially in the back, and yet they've put all their luggage on the roof. I find that interesting. They have stuff in the back, but they got the, they got the rest of the stuff on the roof. Another interesting side note, the kids are thrilled to go camping, and they're teenagers. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't know many teenage kids out there that are thrilled to uh, to be a part of the, the camping scene, if you will, right? And they're like, oh man, the camping scene! Boom! Mic check, there we go. Look at that. Spike it up a little bit. Oh well. Singing songs. Do you guys sing songs in the car? We never did. I mean, one, I think everyone in my family had a horrible voice absolutely atrocious voice so that just it never worked out uh but no we just you know just listen to the music that was respect the song listen if someone wanted you to sing it man they'd, they'd pay you to sing it they, they we paid someone else to do it so there you go so they're at the pine well, let's see here let me look at this by the way written by john Hughes. john Hughes, king of the late 80s early 90s and yeah just can't park a car to save his life my god Dented already. Dented already. But hey, it's a, it's a Jeep Grand Cherokee, man. It's got wood paneling. It, that rig is going to last forever. It's probably worth $100,000 right now. Back in the day, I don't know, maybe it was expensive at $30,000. they have got the, uh, the Igloo Cooler. Love those. Now that Yeti's come along, uh, as long as everyone else has been copying Yeti, hey, it, is, it is what it is. And, you know, our antagonist, Dan Aykroyd, jumping in. This is 
You love this, right? Homeboy is rolling up into the woods, flying high, cruising along in his Mercedes. In his S-Class, just rolling. Is it an S-Class or an E-Class? I don't know what it is. That's a good, I don't know why I just said S-Class. I guess I just assumed that that's just what it would be, but it's a big, it's one of the big ones. And for 1988, uh, you know, I'm still a $100,000 car. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, so there's there's your setup. Um, let's go over some camping stories. I'm going to tell you, yeah, let's go over some camping stories. Uh, I don't, you know, don't do a lot of, I didn't do a lot of camping. I've never taken my kid camping. Um, my wife and I have never gone camping. You know, I don't, I don't know that I do the, uh, the camping thing. I did it a little bit as a kid, right? I just wasn't good at it at all. Um, whoa, that dog is aggressive. Not like my dog that's not aggressive. But anyways, uh, yeah. So um, I don't do a lot of camping. I grew up in Montana, still, not a lot of camping. We did sun, right? I did sun as a teenager, but that was just to get away from my parents because they were assholes. Well, at least I thought they were. They weren't, but uh, you know, you, you kind of want to think they are when you're that age, right? So we, um, we'd get away, go up for a weekend, you know? I would sleep in my car. I wouldn't sleep out of the dirt. My buddy Bones, I almost ran his head over once, which was kind of interesting. This asshole that runs this campground, that's taking them to their cabin, the Grand Wagoneer, that 4 by 4 he's sitting on the hood, and the lady and her crazy-ass dog covered in porcupine needles sat in the front seat. You can't, I mean, not, you can't get away with that now, right? But, oh, I love his shirt. I actually kind of want that shirt. Shirt just says, I've been to Duluth. See, the first thing I think of, though, when I see this, so you see the campground, you see all these beautiful trees, you see the lake behind you, John Candy's so happy, he's with his wife, he's like, look what we've done, honey, this is amazing, we're going to have the greatest week ever, I mean, this guy's been to Duluth, we've got the keys, I guess they're going to walk back now, Chateau Le Fun, he's got a Wisconsin hat on, that's pretty interesting, I don't know why that's interesting to me, but there you go, uh, but I think mosquitoes and ticks, that's all I think about Nothing else, just mosquitoes and fucking ticks everywhere. In your hair, just nuts. Ackroyd, I gotta, I gotta see what this license plate says, right? It's Perks Pine Log Resort. Roman One, his name is Roman in the film, but Roman One, Land of Lincoln, they are from Chicago, Illinois, and he is just sexy as can be. Shirt unbuttoned a little bit, hair slicked back, pompadour-esque, looking good. He's got the uh, the patches on the elbows. You know, I guess that's now just reserved for men that smoke pipes and uh, and assholes. I mean, professors. I don't know. He's got the two twin daughters that I think were in The Shining before this, right? If not, they look exactly like the girls were in The Shining. Oh man, John Candy found a dead fish. So here's the thing: I didn't do a lot of camping. So you don't do a lot of camping, right? They got the lone brow box real quick. Sorry, I'm gonna get distracted a lot here because there's no one to really reel me in. But um, that lone brow, if you've had a lone brow, you've missed out on a special, special slice of heaven, right? Lone brows were delicious. I don't know if they make them anymore. Uh, they've got the uh, jackalope up in the cabin, a classic of, of, of any cabin anywhere. You've either, you know, there's either snipe and or jackalope. And these are the absolute greatest, right? And, and this is the other, okay. We're gonna take a little side note off the camping here real quick, and we're gonna talk about this, right? And it's the, it's the whole, 
men as then this is big played big in in all of the things right everything from just from sitcoms and, and shows and everything else to, to movies right where the guy's like oh, come on babe let's have some sex come on honey please oh look I enjoyed your dress oh my please 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 sex please come on come on and just begging and begging and begging and begging and they're getting a little kisses and then of course they're gonna get interrupted but it's a weird thing it's like you, you know this con job that's got to happen it's like this whole thing of, of begging and doing something this con job and it's not. I mean, it shouldn't be. You gotta, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, maybe because my, my, my life is a little bit different. But seriously, man, like, if you're going to con people into, in, into being intimate with you and you're married to them, and, and you know, uh, you might want to just reflect maybe on how you're doing things. And we are going to, uh, we'll get into that actually uh, quite a bit with an expert. John Candy, by the way, fantastic job of undoing the bra with one go. One, one, go. He's an artist who cracks the knuckles. One go, one try. Usually they try to show a guy befuddling and banging around and not knowing what to do with the bra, but he he's a pro. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, Dan Aykroyd comes in and uh, starts filming and making out and getting his wife undressed. He's, of course, making fun of Candy and the wife, right? He's a little bit pissed. Have you guys ever made a, a sexy time tape? Mm -hmm. Come on, talk to me. Have you? I've not. I, uh, I don't find myself uh, that, that, that attractive in person, let alone naked, let alone naked, and then on film for people to watch. Uh, you know, I think you want to want to make it look like a porno. Nah, but it's more like you know a monkey fucking a football. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be pretty. No one. No one wins in that scenario. And by the way, the filming of the porno, let me tell you, it's not all it's cracked up to be. A uh, little side note here, a little fun story. I used to work for a beer company out of uh, Montana, and I was the West Coast sales manager, worked out of Los Angeles, California. Yay, hold on, got to take a drink. I'm super, I'm sweating out here. The mugginess, it's turned, I got the, uh, the, the bug uh, candle going on overtime just to keep the mosquitoes away so you don't hear me slapping as well and doing anything else like that. But, um, Hold on, drink, that's right. All right, so I was uh, I was doing my thing in Los Angeles and there was a there was a bar off Melrose, or right on Melrose, that uh, was split into three different bars or two different bars. The owner was super crazy, but he had our beer on tap. And one day he ringed me up and he said, hey, you gotta get here right now. I need you, um, you know what, you're, uh, your beer's not, or something's wrong, get here, get here, get here. And I don't know what to do, but I'm going to get there because it's my job, right? It's my life. So, pardon me, We, um, I shoot over there, shoot over to this club, cruise in, and they're shooting a porno. And they are just running this porno like nobody's business. And there's literally a girl, buck naked, bent over a stool in front of a crowd of people, a guy with a heart on, and he's like, so, um... Do you uh, just put it right in the butt, or uh, do you want to do a little more, um, a little more uh, vag first? And the director's like, "No, let's just go right for the butt there, Tom. Okay, go to right, right in the butt." And she's like, "He's like, okay, are you ready?" And she's like, "I'm ready." And they're like, "And action!" And pops it right in. And I'm like, "So aggressive!" And they, you know, they do their thing, and they they, they do some more scenes and quite a bit. They call some kids up out of the audience 
to be a part of it where they're just getting seduced by these naked ladies. I don't, nothing really happened. I mean, I don't know if this was the time when people were getting tested. I mean, this is 1998, maybe 1999. So it was a while ago. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they seemed fairly safe. I don't know. There was a lot of people running around. There was a lot of fluffers. And then it came to the point where the guy had to do the money shot. And let me tell you, let me tell you, that director was pissed. That guy was under pressure, under pressure, cooking down on you, looking down on you, under pressure. And he could not pop the cork. He couldn't do it. Like Ron Jeremy famously says he can do the countdown and just knock it out. Good for you, Ron. This guy needed your help big time. He was stuck. And now everyone's like, okay, come on. And the crowd, you know, they've, they've, they got paid their, you know, 20 bucks and got to see a lady get shadushed on, on stage, you know, in all three holes. And it was just, you know, they're like, okay, I've, I've seen enough of this. And then, you know, you got the fluffer off to the side and she's working her magic on him in every way possible. And he's like, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you, are you, are you ready? Are you ready? And he's like, nope, I'm not ready. Nope, not, not going to happen. And they were, they went two hours behind schedule, two hours waiting for this guy for one money shot. The dark side of porn, the money shot, what they have to wait for. It was fucking crazy. One, that they waited that long. Two, that in waiting that long, in all of that, it was just a little gadoosh. And then it's like, all right, wrap it up. We're done. And that was it. But anyways, I got to see part of a porno get filmed. Um, yeah, I'm not that impressed. Uh, it also takes the shine off a of porno, right? It really does. It takes the shine off a little bit. Uh, the uh, the wonderful Dan Aykroyd brought up some beautiful lobsters, you know, for everyone to have. Cooked them on the grill. Here's the weird thing. Um, and I heard, I can't remember who I heard talking about it. I really can't. I, I, I want to give someone credit for this, but I do not remember who was talking about it. But I'm seeing it now. They've got a half a gallon of just whole milk. You know, the the, the old back in the day, right? The, the paper half gallon, whole milk, not almond milk, not goat milk, none of the bullshit. Just a half a gallon of fucking, just on the table. There's mustard on it. Why do you have mustard on there? You have lobster. You're eating buttery lobster. There's lobster shell everywhere, and we've got we've got ketchup, we've got mustard, they've got a couple of open brows, and they've got, yeah, whole milk. Think about hot butter, shellfish, mustard. Looks like okay, a little thing of paste picante sauce as well. Uh, ketchup, mix that all up in your mouth, get it going, swirl it around, taste it. Taste that lobster. Does it taste good? Now wash it down with some whole milk on a hot summer vacation. Whole milk. Nasty. Remember I talked earlier about how I just saw ticks and mosquitoes? Guess what? Mosquitoes. Everyone's slapping at themselves. You know why? Mosquitoes are fucking nasty. And they're everywhere. Um... Board games. You guys play board games? I don't. I try. You know, family is big. My family is big on uh, card games. My side of the family. My dad loves card games. Uh, when he comes out, we'll play them. I always forget the rules. I feel bad. I mean, I, I don't see him nearly enough, and then I always forget the rules. Right? I'm always like, well, you know, what about this? Or how's this go again? I mean, bridge, Mexican rummy. Um, uh, he's got he's got the uh, ditch. I think is one. Uh, pitch, no pitch. That's what it is. It's pitch. There's a couple other ones, but anyways, he knows the rules up, down, left. I mean, you know, he's he's doing the math in his head. He's dialed in. He's got it done. I don't do them, you know. Um, 
we played Monopoly as a kid a little bit when I was growing up. The big one was uh, with my dad and I was aggravation, and we also had that at my um, at my house. So my parents are divorced, right? My mom's, you know, the guy who who helped create me, who I look like. He he played aggravation, and I played aggravation with uh, with my uh, with my mom and, and my first stepdad Lee. God, look at these fucking birds! Right when I'm starting to talk, been quiet all day long. This, you know, they're just they're just the grossest little animals. They're rats of the sky over here. Anyways, we are um, we're hanging out. We're doing our thing with uh, with the old man, and um, he rolls out. I roll a three, and he goes, "Hey, it's a, it's a backwards three. I'm like backwards three. He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Doesn't exist. You move three. He goes, "Oh no, threes are backwards." I lose my shit. I freak out. I start, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like crying. I think. I'm mad. I'm like, get the rules out. These are not the He's like, no, these are our rules. So they finally convinced me that three is backwards. I come back from Portland, Oregon, to back to Montana. There I am, hanging out, playing. And my dad rolls a three, and I'm like, go backwards. He says, you don't go backwards. And this is back when telephone calls were expensive. Like, you, you spoiled little assholes right now. You guys do not get it. You do not understand at all what's going on in the world. Where you can call someone anywhere, you're like, what's up? Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, hi. FaceTime someone halfway around the world. I'm just avoiding long distance charges. What's going on? Google Hangouts, whatever you want to do. None of it matters, right? None of it matters. But guess what? It, do, it did back then. Like, long distance was a real thing. Like you only had certain minutes, or they charged you so much a minute. I mean, you, you'd set the timer on, on the oven, so that you knew how long you could talk or not talk. It was a pain in the ass. There was no unlimited calling. There was no unlimited long distance. Long distance was a real thing. But in this real thing, in this poor house in Montana where we're killing animals so we can eat, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm making my parents dial up Yolio Jacko, a Jepson, and be like, hey, what's the fuck is with the backwards three? It's not in the rules. He explains it to them. They buy off on it. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, he gets his way. His card-playing rules and insanity of competitiveness in everything in the world translated to him winning over people a thousand miles away, backwards three. Bada-boom, bada-bit. There's your game story. But yeah, I don't play board games. I played a board game earlier with my daughter. Some Shopkins, I think is what she likes. Uh, I did that one. That was interesting. I mean, it was interesting only because I can't believe she knows all the rules at four. But she does, and she likes it, and she plays it well. I don't know. I don't play it well. I don't do any of that stuff well. I mean, I won because, you know, I'm older than her. I'm an adult, 40, 40 years on her. I'm going to win that game, okay? She can cheat. I'm still going to win. I don't know what that is, but, yeah, I'm going to win. You know, uh, we're in the part of the movie here where we're, we're 20 minutes deep and John Candy's telling his ghost story. Well, they're, you know, they're trying to play Monopoly, which got me off on that tangent. And he's trying to tell this ghost story, right? This terrifying story about this bear up in the woods. This will come back to bite him in the ass in a lot of ways. If you haven't told your kids a scary movie, one, get your parenting skills going right. Let's go back to Jack, okay? I was with uh, my cousin Amy. Shout out to Amy. How you doing? She lives, uh, she, I don't know, she probably doesn't want me to blow up her spot where she lives. She's probably just nervous enough that I'm talking about it with my foul mouth. She's a mother. She's got all these kids. She's great. 
she lives a simpler, uh, more humble life, uh, and not humble as far. I mean, she's just you know, she's quiet. She's not. She doesn't have a podcast. She's not, you know, blowing up Facebook or anything like that. She's, that's what I mean by humble. But uh, we were, um, we wanted to watch a movie. And this is back in the days. You go to the store, you rent the VHS. And my dad brought back pizza from this pizza place. I can never remember the name of it. So bad with names and rules. Rules and names, right? I mean, I'm bad at both of them. But um, he comes back with this pizza, and then he rented a movie for us. Now, I'm trying to think how old I was. This was during, the, the, there was a World's Fair going on that we went to. Um, Amy came out with me. It was amazing. But my dad rented Cujo. Cujo. I think it was a St. Bernard. Was it a St. Bernard? I want to say it was a St. Bernard that, he, that, he, that we rented, right? So, you know, that, that was, the, um, that was the, the killer dog, right? The car breaks down. There's a dog, you know, they can't get out. It's rabid. It's going to kill everyone. It's just, it's a fucking mess. And she's stuck up there in the hot car with her kid. It's Cujo. Now, in the likes of a scary story where you've got a big plot twist, right? I mean, Candy throws some gasoline in the fire. Woo, blows out, scares everyone. Everyone wants to go to bed. They're, they're terrified, right? Um, he snuck up behind us as we were on the couch jumped over the back of the couch and barked like a crazy dog. I damn near wet my pants. I don't know if Amy wet her pants or not. I think she would say that she didn't. Um, I should figure out a way on these to where I can just call someone up and just, you know, call up Amy and be like, hey, do you remember when this happened? She'd be like, yeah. Well, did you pee your pants that day? And she'd be like, she's like, I'm an adult. I'll be totally not honest with you and say I didn't. Because who wants to? I mean, seriously, this is just a nightmare. But yeah, um, I didn't, Lee didn't tell really scary stories. He, um, you know, uh, no one else, we didn't, I love horror films. I mean, I think Jesse May and I talked about this on that podcast, right, with Dawn of the Dead. Love, love horror films. Horror films are amazing. But I just, I don't get down, um, I never did the scary films. I never, I mean, the scary stories. I don't think I know any scary stories, right? I mean, I really don't think I know one scary story that I would like tell my kid to, you know, keep her up at night or I don't know the boogeyman really. I don't know, I don't know any of that nonsense. I mean, I know how to calm her down when she watches a cartoon like Scooby-Doo that's too scary. I'm like, that shit's not real. Dogs don't even talk. Then she's like, well, I mean, Scooby-Doo talks. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, is he really a dog or is he a superhero? And he's fighting ghosts and gremlins and goblins and they don't even really exist. That's why it's all fake, you know? Just like Santa Claus and Easter Bunny. And then she'd be like, what? Santa Claus isn't real? I said, who said that? What are you talking about? It's time for you to go to bed. You're hearing stuff. You've lost your damn mind. What's going on with you? Drink time. Hold on a second, kids. Oh, man. That was a whole two-second drink there. Goodness. Woo. It's muggy and warm out here, though, so I will have to uh, stay hydrated with, uh, with the Montucky plug. Product placement, it's what I do. Anyways, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't do the, the scary stories or anything like that. Um, I like to, uh, it's interesting because I loved this movie as a kid, right? So I loved The Great Outdoors. But now as, as an adult and as a dad and I'm looking back, I'm like, man, I don't do, I didn't do any of this shit. I don't know why I felt like I, I related to this film or why I loved this movie so much. I mean, it, I think the acting's on point, right? I, you know, the kids are weird. They got the two twins from The Shining, allegedly. 
everything's there, right? Uh, you've got the rich guy, you've got the hardworking kind of blue collar guy, blue collar being you know John Candy, rich being Dan Aykroyd. Now, uh, both of them have two kids, both of them got pretty wives, Dan's a little, you know, better shape, better looking, if you will, uh, drives the Mercedes up there, as I already mentioned, right? So, I mean, none of this fits with my life. We didn't go camping, rarely. We went white, whitewater rafting, I remember we did that, so that's, I guess, outdoorsy stuff. We did hunting, but that was like you get up at three in the morning, get up to a mountain, right, hike around, do some crazy stuff. Um, we never had raccoon problems in Montana. We have some. We have some raccoons here in Austin, you know. But they really don't get into shit too much. Those little bandits. By the way, raccoons mean. Do not, do not, fuck with raccoons. I do love this though. They do the voiceover raccoons. You know what? You know what hot dogs are made of? Yeah, lips and assholes. Hot dogs are made of lips and assholes. That's where that started. By the way, in case you're wondering, that's where it started. Some raccoons knocking over some trash cans and getting them. So anyway, so back to this. Yeah, never. I never did that. I never. Uh, I never really did the uh, the camping thing. I do like that Aykroyd's uh, sleep with a martini glass and still an olive in there right next to him. I think it's hilarious. His daughters didn't sleep throughout the whole night. But I didn't do any of this shit. None of it. You know, um, maybe it's because I wanted to do it. Or I thought, you know, it, it, when I became an adult, I would start doing it. I have friends that camp. They've got tents. They do all this stuff. Um, yeah, it's just not my, it's not my bag. I don't know. You know, Candy's out there. He's on the, um, in his pajamas, trying to clean up what the raccoons did. For sure, leave that for for the camp officials. No offense to them, but seriously, Ackward's got the best mobile phone. He's got a mobile phone about the size of this microphone, maybe a little bit bigger. Now, there is one thing we we can get into here a little bit because I, you know, we've gone over what I don't do, right? Backwards in the mirror, and he's, he's kind of clipping some nose hairs, right? And he's getting after it a little bit. And good, good for him. Um, I pull my nose hairs. That's what I do. I get in there, and I get some tweezers and a flashlight. And I shine it up there. I check it out. And I, uh, I, I pull my nose hairs. I get them out, one by one. Knock them, knock them right out. If you've never pulled out your nose hairs, I mean, I don't recommend you trying now. Uh, now it's an it's not an it's kind of an addiction. Vegas fact checker addiction. I know when they're up there, I can feel them a little bit, and then I'm just like, what? Get my tweezers, pull them out, just get them right out. It, it, it feels good. It doesn't hurt me. Now my wife was like, doesn't that hurt? And I said, no. She said, pull a nose hair out for me. And I said, oh, okay. So uh, so I tried, and uh, let me tell you, it uh, did not work out well. Yeah, she felt it. She didn't like that feeling, and uh, in feeling it and not liking it, uh, she ran around sneezing and saying, oh my god, oh my god, my face, my face, my face. So I don't know, maybe don't try it. I love it. I think it feels good, and I like a nose without any nose hair up in it. And that's just the way I live, though. Hold on, drink time. Thirsty. There's one can down. So, um, question for you guys. Yeah. Because I did do family vacations, right? Uh, we, um, I, I would go to the coast with my dad when I went out to uh, Portland, Oregon. We'd always spend a couple days out there when I was a kid. I'd swim in that frigid, frigid Pacific Ocean water. And the one time, like, my cousin Zachary came out. We had some fun. Uh, and there would be some times when, you know, you'd kind of want to get away, right? And uh, you got the, uh, you know, John Candy's son is like, hey, Dad, maybe... Uh, 
Maybe I want to hang out in this town a little bit. Maybe not go on the lake with everybody. Maybe, just maybe, that's what we should do. So that's what he does. He's hanging out. He's going to find a nice young lady. He's going to meet her, I believe, at the A&W. If you've never been to an A&W root beer, it's epic. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think here, right? Like we never did the, uh, we never, ooh, 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 John Candy, he's going to wreck the boat. Ooh, not good. You got to know how to run a boat. Do you guys know how to run a boat? I don't. I'm not a fan. Um, I've, I've spent plenty of times on boats, right? I've been very, very fortunate to spend some time on some big, beautiful boats. Shout out to uh, Anthony Shea and uh, Team Bad Company. Those guys, they know what they're doing. A and B. Grab a beer, by the way, if you're wondering. Check it out on Instagram, at Talking During Movies, and you can see the fridge Oman Tucky. So good. Now, this is a good beer. Just drink it cold. It's actually nice. Let's see here. Uh, oh, there we go. You're, like, you're a little frazzled all over the place. You know, listen, we did the 4th of July week. I hate missing a Tuesday. Uh, I won't miss a Tuesday if I don't have to. We've got a crazy week coming up. Let me just, let me do a real quick in the middle. Goodness gracious, 30 minutes in. Um, you know, you just kind of got to do stuff, right? Uh, so let's see. We got Thursday, Friday this week. Then we got Saturday. We got two on Saturday. So that's four in three days. And then we're like, okay, so we got four in three days. And then um, Tuesday. So we got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. And then, boom. What else? Then what do we got? We got Tuesday at Kung Fu live event. You know, trying to go after Alzheimer's, you know, raising some money to fight that with the Alzheimer's Association here in uh, Austin. Called the National Place. That's what Jesse May. Jesse May's dad is, um, you know, is uh, she's well documented, is, is suffering that a little bit. Uh, not a lot of it, actually. Um, but um, you know what? We are uh, we're raising money to help fight that, you know, so that other people don't have to go through what, uh, what, what my friend Jesse May is going through. So, and I hope she doesn't mind I call her my friend. I think we exchange we exchange text messages, uh, you know, every once in a while, right? We're always chatting it up a little bit online in some capacity, but we had such a good time on the podcast. I mean, I'm just calling her my friend. I don't care until until she pings, reaches out to me and says, "We're not friends. We're friends, okay? Chill out, everybody. Hold on, cocktail." Mm-hmm. By the way, my fridge is so cold. Little flex of ice, little Eskimos dancing in there, keeping it cold. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do that. Then we got that on Tuesday, and then um, I'm trying to think. I think I'm then I'm going to LA for the weekend. I'm hosting. I'm the MC for a poker rally, a poker biker rally, and that'll be interesting, right? Uh, this poker biker rally uh, that my buddy's doing. He's the one who asked me to come out and MC it. I'm also gonna try to book up some guests for the podcast out there. We might get two months where the podcast just hammered out. Then I got to figure out how to lay all this stuff out, right? Because now what we got to do is we got to figure out what we're going to do in all of this with all this stuff going on, how we're going to lay it all out. And I don't know what that's going to look like, quite honestly. Um, there's four, five, one, two, three, four, five in, in five days. That's usually five weeks. So that takes us through July and part of August. And then we're gonna have a couple more, right? I'm gonna to try to do, 
um, a couple in LA with some people, right? And then so there's seven, we're at eight, we're, we're rolling right into September. That means, but you know, still, Jason Dick, we wanna, we wanna have fun, we wanna do these as well. So we'll do some surprise episodes, of course, and all that jazz. But in that, what else are we gonna do? Oh, that's right, yeah, still gonna have a good time. Still gonna have some drinks. So there's, uh, there's your plugs, and there's my plugs, if you will, on, uh, on everything. I like, uh, you know, it, 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 by the way, if you're watching the movie with me, this ends kind of perfectly because as I am my plugs, uh, John Candy is standing up, waving as he just got done doing some epic, epic water skiing. And he's just like, oh, God, I got my ass kicked by the water. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm done. And so, you know, now I'm done. And plus, I don't water ski. I tried to water ski. I'll give you my water skiing story real quick. Uh, I got some notes on this anyways. I didn't want to forget it. So I tried water skiing. Uh, Ron and Sue Zeiler, they were friends in Montana. I don't mind blowing up their spot. I don't even know where they're at. I tried to look them up before. They got some kids as well. Um, but I, I could never find them on Facebook. I would look every once in a while just to see. I'm probably spelling their name wrong. Who knows? But I'm not good at spelling either. So we have names, spelling, and rules. We just, we just keep a list. But anyways, we, uh, we did that. Borrowed their boat. It was orange and white. It was a fun boat. Uh, and my dad, we were out there on Canyon Ferry Lake, uh, and uh, my dad was like, hey, you know what, let's teach you how to water ski. And I said, okay. We had a black lab at the time, beautiful dog, very loyal, uh, trained by the kids at Ducks Unlimited, very, very smart, really knew what it was doing. Um, so anyways, we uh, got this black lab, it loves the water, it's in the boat, my dad guns it, I, um, I fly forward, and uh, the boat's just pulling me, and I'm just eating water, and I'm crying, and I'm eating water. And my dad's not slowing down. He's like, just let go of the rope. Let go of the And I, I think I can hear it, right? I mean, in my mind's eye, I want to say I heard it. But nonetheless, I held on for quite a bit. It finally stopped, and uh, my dad, because he is what he is, right, he goes to get the water skis first. Not me, the water skis that float, because he can see them, and he can see me, and it's not that far, right? I mean, it didn't hang on that long. So he goes, he gets the water skis, and then he's coming back to get me. By this time, the dog has jumped out. It has swam over to me. It has bit my life preserver, and it is pulling me into shore. And when the boat comes by and tries to get me, she snaps at them and bites at them like they're awful bad people. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good dog. Get yourself a lab, folks. Lab or, or a basset hound. Basset hounds are good too. They're not going to rescue you. They're not going to save you. They're going to frustrate the hell out of you, this being basset hounds. Um, they're not going to listen to you. They are going to bark when you don't need them to bark. They are not going to listen when you need them to listen. They are going to be outside with you and just walk away and give zero fucks about you in all shapes and manners. But then they will also, at 70, 80, 100 pounds, want to be in your lap. They want to lay in your feet. They like their nails a little long. They don't like you clipping or touching their nails. All in all, they, um, they're they just a really, really cute pain in the ass. Banjo being a basset hound, my dog, I love him to death. I had one prior, her name was Memphis. She was absolutely amazing as well. Um, yeah, so you know, I don't know. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta live, you gotta love, you gotta do, people. Get a dog though. But if you want a dog that'll swim with you in a pool, that will rescue you from a, um, from from a from a bad water skiing incident, you want that. You want one that'll just 
It'll be there, call, sit, stay, heal. I mean, knows all the commands. He just does them double time. No one better. No one, no dog better than the lab. Some people say golden retriever. Mm, I'm going to give a hard pause that. Golds are a little too hyper for me. I like good basset hound. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, so there's um, there's our dog water skiing tangent, if you will. All of these, so in every place, in every shot almost, there's a, there's a dead animal head somewhere, right? And it reminds me of uh, my Uncle Joe built a cabin. He and another buddy, a two-story cabin, by the way. A two-story cabin out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, dude, I'm not like, you take some old frontage roads, then you open up some fence that looks like it probably shouldn't be opened, and then, boom, you get it, and what do you know? These cabins out there, solar power, it's got a pump, the pump does its thing, and you can take showers, you can do it all. It's amazing. He and a buddy built it. That means, you'll think about this, right? They had to drive up to so you know whatever it takes to get the foundation for the house, right? They got to do that. They got to do the plumbing, the wiring, all of that. They've got to do the wood up there. They've got to cut the wood up there. They have all these things that they have to do, and they do them and get it done, knock it out, and it's awesome. It's sturdy. It's thick. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to find out here. This girl has got some short shorts on, and this guy is going to, uh, uh-oh, this is not good. Oh, buddy, you are in a world of hurt. Record scratches. He's handsome, though. She is a smoke show for her for the time, right? That's the good-looking girl. That's the girl who have posters on the wall. Now, awkward experiences with women. Um, no, we don't have enough time. We do not, I mean, this movie's not long enough. We only have, we have less than an hour left in this movie. Let me tell you something right now. This movie's not long enough for all of my awkward experiences, that's for sure. So, um, it's, oh, but I will tell you this, right? So they go to see some bears, I guess. So they're going to see, they're going to see some bears eat. We, um, there used to be a bear farm where I lived up uh, by Glacier National Park. And they had the largest brown bear or black bear in captivity. And this thing was a fucking monster. And it was great, right? Because they, they had all these crazy, crazy, crazy rules. And they're like, hey, like, don't get out of your car. Candy, he's out of his car, right? He's like, he's throwing these bears. He's like, throwing the bear a candy bar. He's like, what's up, bear? And they're like, don't get out of the car. Also, don't roll your windows down. These bears, they're going to come. They're going to eat everything. What you don't realize is how big or how fat they are. They move so fast, and they are so strong, and there's nothing you or your car can do. I had a Honda Accord hatchback, and that Honda, that bear sat down in front, right? Just sat down in front of the road, right in front of my car, and just didn't move. What do you do? Do you honk at that bear? We're, we're in the little bear farm, right? Do you honk at the bear? No, because when the bear turns around and pounces on your hood, it's gonna push the engine right into the ground, then you're gonna be stuck there, and then what, how, who's gonna rescue you? The people behind you? You're not supposed to get out of your car. There's no, you know, throw some fresh meat out, what are you gonna do? You're dead. <clears throat> you are dead. 
So Candy's realized he's put some, John Candy has, uh, has put some candy on the hood of his car to lure this bear. Now this bear is on his car and scratching at his window. This is terrifying, right? Because this almost really, really happened to me. His car won't start because there's just, uh, yeah, look at the bear. He's, just, he's clawing at the window. He's clawing at the window. Oh, it's not good. No. And is he supposed to get out of the car? No, he's not. He's supposed to stay in the car and watch the bear from a distance. This is what happens when you get up close with wildlife party people. My uh, my brother Ross got a little up close with uh, with wildlife. He um, he almost hit a moose, and in almost hitting the moose, he missed the moose, and then the moose assaulted his vehicle. I mean, I'm talking straight up assaulted his vehicle. That moose got balls deep into it. It looked it totaled his car. It totaled his car. He spun around. He hit some ice. Almost hit a moose. Slammed on the brakes, and what what missed. Got stuck in the ditch, and that moose was pissed, came over and attacked, and attacked his car. It was horrible. I only bring that up because it reminds me of what these two bears are doing to this car. What? John Candy's driving away now. He's got one on the hood. He's got one on the roof. I'm surprised one on the roof hasn't collapsed through. Those roofs really aren't made for, you know, that much weight, that much size, right? Kind of driving around. But, hey. It is what it is, man. Look, he's going to take the bears out of their natural preserve now. This asshole. And by the way, who trained those bears to do that? Who trained those bears? Now, here's here's my big problem. Cute girl in the short, short jean shorts and the, the boots. And the, I mean, she's basically wearing what every, every woman in Austin wears right now when they want to go out and have a good time, right? Short jean shorts, check. Um, kind of a cowboy cut shirt. Check cowboy boots, check. But here's the problem she's smoking. I know I brought this up before. I don't care. Don't smoke. All right, just please put the sit. Don't smoke. Yeah, she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of wristbands on or whatever. But uh, don't smoke. Do please listen to me one more time. Don't smoke. And it's just, it's me, and it's because of breath, right? Now, I know when Katarina was on, we were joking around about her going to Sweden somewhere. I'm like, you know what those people eat for food? Nasty, nasty, nasty things that people put in their mouths. How bad is their breath? How much Wrigley Spearmint gum do they sip? How much do they sell? Quite a bit, I'm sure. But this girl, I mean, she is, she's from the town. You know, and you've always got that very attractive small town woman that's hanging out, right? And what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually smoke. I remember there was this beautiful, beautiful woman I went to uh, high school with. I saw her later. I was in, um, I think I was in the Garden Bar in Big Fork, Montana. Bumped into her. Always had a crush on her. She still looked amazing. And then I noticed she was kind of talking a little bit weird. Why? Oh, well, that's super simple. I can tell you why. She had a skull bandit. She wanted to quit smoking. She still wanted that wintergreen fresh mouth of tobacco. Just And she had a spitter. So she had her she had her drink, and then she had another cup. And you listen, I have three drinks, and I'm confused. I'm drinking my own Skull Bandit spit, nasty. And she had a Skull Bandit, and she was chewing tobacco. This beautiful young woman just chewing tobacco. You can't stop the smoking thing. All of that nonsense. You just you, you guys listen. I don't mind hanging out with the dudes, having a cigar. I don't mind hanging out with the dudes, smoking a joint. But when you're out in public and you're meeting and greeting people and you've got to talk to someone or you work and you've got to go back in, you go in your little smoke break and you've got to go back in and talk to people, let me tell you right now, please don't smoke. Menthols don't help. Menthols just make you have shitty minty breath. 
It's just mint-covered shit. That's all it is. It's nothing else. It is absolutely awful. Awful. Don't do it, please. Now, back to some other fun things. So, John Candy, you know, wheels himself out there, right? Uh, he's getting his son of taking the, the boat out, you know, the little paddle boat out, and they've decided to uh, cruise out into the lake and have the little father-son conversation. Now, have you ever done this before? I mean, is, is a dad, like if you're a dad, or is, I mean, has your dad ever done this with your, with your male or female, right? Mom, dad, cruise you out and be like, hey, we're gonna have a little talk. I remember when Lee did this the first time. We had our real like, okay, you're a teenager, let's have a conversation. He brought a 12 pack of Budweiser and he drove me up in the mountains and we shared a 12 pack of Budweiser as he chatted me up. Budweiser. Budweiser. I don't like Budweiser to this day. It was awful. Oh my gosh. And it wasn't cold. Like he didn't have a cooler with him. He just had a 12 pack of Bud. So it was kind of cold at the store, right? Like maybe it came out cold at the store. Okay. Sounds great. But it wasn't. It wasn't cold after three. So now I'm just drinking warm Budweiser in the mountains with my dad as he's giving me this talk about the birds and the bees and girls and trying not to get anyone pregnant and don't drink and drive. And, but yet he's drinking and driving. And, you know, I know you and your mom don't get along, but listen, I'm your dad and then you got your other dad and you got this other, you know, and then you got my, you and your mom and then you got, you just got another guy that she's going to marry and you got that dad. And he's like, goodness gracious, there's so many dads. So confusing. And then Budweiser, warm Budweiser's involved. It's just, it's a nightmare. No, I don't wish it on anyone. There's got to be better ways to do it, right? Absolutely better ways to do it. By the way, our hero girl, she uh, she's not smoking, and uh, she works at A&W. Now, have you been to an A&W? Have you? Have you had a root beer float from A&W? Let me tell you. You are welcome. Go get one. And don't try to make it at home. Don't be, don't be that person. Don't make it at home. You go and you get it done. That's what you do. Go and you get it done for you, all right? It's like, I mean, listen, you, I'm sure you make a good pizza at home, all right? I'm sure you do. But you're not beating some of the best pizzerias out there. You're not. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you hand toss your dough. I don't give a baker's fuck. You got to go get it done. You don't have the right mugs. You don't have the right ice cream. You're going to... You're going to get something else. You're going to get like, oh, I got the vanilla frozen yogurt, Jason. It was awful. Yeah, because you got frozen yogurt. Well, our house calls it ice cream. Well, your house is a dickhead. All right? Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Now, here's something that I have done. Uh, they went out, and they are exploring, and they're having fun, and they're, they're going to the driving range, and they're racing go-karts. Have you done this before? I've done both. I'm not good at either. But... Uh, I still find it a, a lot of fun, right? The go-kart thing is fun. They got the indoor go-karts now. They go a lot faster. There's a lot of rules. You put the fire, you put the jumpsuit on, right? And then you put the helmet on and you, you race your friends. And it's a little bit expensive, but hey, it's still fun. Um, you know, it's good. My, I think my uh, the Vegas fact checker was, he was the fastest, right? He really killed it. He did a great job. He's got that in his blood though, man. This guy knows what to do. He gets behind the wheel and he's like, all right, let's go. And then, uh, you know, as far as uh, hitting golf balls at the driving range, but like my old man, man, he is, he's the best. Both Jack and Lee could just strike a golf ball. Both excellent. They got the patience. They have something that I just don't have, right? 
they have this innate ability to kind of slow down at the same time, speed up, and they just, they're good. They're really, really good. Uh, they know how to hit the ball, and they do it well. They'll be like, I had a horrible day of golfing. I, I shot an 82. I'm like, what? I shot a 130. Blind drunk by noon. It's all good. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. So, yeah. Anyways, um, not a good golfer. Not good on the driving range. Really not. But still fun. We go to Top Golf out here. Look, guys, at Top Golf. Uh, shout out to Top Golf. You get a little plug there, you guys. Don't know anyone there. But hey, it's all good. Um, but yeah, Top Golf is fun. We did that. My dad kicked my butt. He was like, Do you want to hit it far? Do you want to hit it uh, short? Where do you want, where you want to hit it? I was like, What? He goes, Yeah, well, I don't know. We can just do this. And he would lay the points. We do all this stuff. He was murdered. He did a great job. But, oh, there's Banjo. He's tired of hearing this fucking story. He's like, get off the golf, my man. Um, a man, John Candy's size. Should he ride a horse? I'm going to say no. He just got done riding. Like, the horse left him, right? As, you know, as, as, a, as a horse is probably going to do. But the, the horse the horse left him. It just, he's gone. You know? Uh, I don't know. I'm not... I love the three things that are going on in this film, right? So you have family kind of, you know, two people that kind of get along, kind of don't. The kids kind of get along, they kind of don't, right? You have experiences, and then you have summer love. Now, this does remind me, and oh my goodness, can I remember this woman's name? She's a woman now. I don't, man, Nick Sheedy might know her name because we went to visit her. Oh, yeah. But um, before we get into that, uh no, I didn't even get into that because I don't think they're eating the steak yet, right? They're just smoking and drinking Dan Aykroyd and uh, and um, John Candy. Having some fun. So hold on, let me take a drink and I'll tell you the story. Summer Love. Oh, yeah. So I want to say we went out to Bend, Oregon. I think it was Bend. I don't know. It was just me. Um... And it was my dad and uh, my stepmom, Heidi. And I was out there and I met this gal. Real pretty. Above, you know, above my pay grade, for sure. But there weren't a lot of options there. Anyways, met her, met her mom. Um, I think she was, her dad was gonna give her his Opal GT from like 78. It was yellow. She remember showing me a picture. I remember we uh, we made some we made some mixtapes together. She introduced me to some music. I introduced her to some music. Very very nice girl. She uh, I remember she had a black one piece. I do remember that. She had black curly hair, and she was from Tillamook, Oregon. Uh, very very nice. Anyways, we hit it off. So for the four days that we were there, like we exchanged phone numbers. There weren't email addresses back then, right? We exchanged phone numbers and mailing addresses. Uh, we sent each other some pictures and, and mail and then when I did my senior road trip So my buddy Nick and I we did a couple of big road trips. We uh, We did uh, we went down to Carroll College. We both got scholarship offers to Carroll College. Uh, neither of us went I, um, I ended up taking a year off Nick went up to Linfield um, But we went up to visit Linfield. We both got a scholarship offer there And it was fun. Uh, we hung out at Linfield for a hot minute but I remember this girl, and so we went to see her in uh, Tillamook. Well, listen, you never know anyone until you really hang out with them, right? Well, we hung out for four days at a vacation, and she was nice, right? And she seemed sweet, and her, her parents were nice, and, you know, everything else. So 
I stopped by the school and I want to cruise in and I'm like, hey, is X, Y, and Z here? And the principal's like, hold on a second. Like, why do you want to see it? Like, what's going on? Who are you? Da, da, da. I'm getting rid of the ride. I'm like, bro, listen, man, we met years ago in Bend, Oregon at this, at this wonderful place. We had a lot of fun. We hung out. It was so much fun. Like, what, why are you busting my chops, man? Like, chill the fuck out. He's like, well, you have to understand, like, you know, she just can't have visitors. And I was like, okay, I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll just wait till after school. He's like, no, you can't do that either. I'm like, what is the big deal? I'm from Montana. So he calls her mom. Lucky for me, back then, parents had great memories. Her mom remembered me. She's like, oh, she can see Jason. Jason's a nice kid. So I don't know what kind of trouble this girl's in. For all I know, right now, she's got gunner and plates, nine kids from nine different dads, or she cleaned her life up together, and she's a PhD, and she's saving lives all around the world. Maybe somewhere in between managing a target. I don't know. Maybe she's managing the Tillamook Cheese House. Who knows? But it was my first summer love, and we hung out that whole time. We held hands walking around, and I remember when we drove away, I gave her a hug goodbye, I gave her a mixtape. Oh, the mixtape. That was the jam, man. I mean, like, listen, if you could part with, like, your favorite mixtape and give it to someone else, be like, listen to this. This is going to change your life. And it did. And it was, it was like rockabilly. It was all these 50s songs kind of mashed up and played together. I forget who did it. Uh, maybe Nick introduced me to it. Nick introduced me to a lot of music. Some good, some bad. Uh, mostly good, right? Steppenwolf, I remember that. I remember playing some of the Steppenwolf songs and wondering like how quickly we could uh, we could drive from Whitefish to Kalispell. So I had this beautiful mixtape, and we did that mixtape, and it was so much fun. Um, I gave it to her, and then she gave me some tape, and it wasn't as good, but hey, it was from her, so it was really good. Gave a little kiss goodbye, and that was it. And we were done, and went our separate ways. And I remember in my in the back of the minivan, my dad had a, a gray minivan. Not the real van, but the fake, the fucked up van, right? That, that little van. And uh, we had the minivan, and um, or he did, and I remember tearing up and being so sad that I was leaving her because it was the first girl that I was like, oh, she's so sweet. Like, I really, really like her. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, for the people of Austin, anyone in Austin who's watched The Great Outdoors, with all the bats that fly out from underneath the bridge, this bat scene, by the way, hard transition, I apologize, from me crying in the back of a gray minivan, tearing up as I'm leaving this girl that I barely know for four days, vacation, I don't even shared one meal, but we hung out by the pool, and I, uh, I bought her a soda, for sure I bought her a soda, and uh, yeah, we just were like, hey, what's up? I remember seeing her, and I was just like, what's up? She's like, what's up? You're a little sunburn. I'm like, oh, I'm a little sunburn. I'm Irish. This is before I could drink and really get away with stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, so hard left turn, but it's the scene where they're, they're trying to fight the bat, right? And then John Candy's got to go in there, and he's going he's gonna to have to get the bat. The flying rat, rabies infested. They shit like nitrogen. I mean, they shoot explosives. Uh, anyways, if you, are, if you live here in Austin, bird chirping, I wish, I wish I could just be like, hey bro, for sure, your friends, no one cares. It is 8 o'clock at night, and this bird's chirping like it's 8 in the fucking morning. What a little asshole. So they go in there, John Candy's got to go in there, and he's going he's gonna to get this bat. But for anyone in Austin, when you see a million bats fly out from under a bridge, right? When you see a million bats fly out from underneath the bridge, I don't know that one's going to bother anyone. I'm pretty sure, like, in school at some point in time, 
they teach kids how to handle bats, right? Uh, you know, as, as gross as they are, the flying rodents, I'm pretty sure they teach kids how to do that. These, go after these bats. Um, they're going to go in. They're going to get this bat, right? I mean, once again, these guys are tackling wildlife, and not in a good way. The outfits are crazy, though. You have the fishing net. You have a hamper over your head. You have rubber gloves. Uh, candy is coming in in a full rain gear, glasses, mouth guard, tennis racket, and another fishing net. I mean, these guys are dialed in, and a broom. So, Ackroyd is dialed in, and they're still in their pajamas. They're not going to do anything, right? They're not going to change out of their pajamas, but they're going to put all this stuff on. And now, they're going after Lebat. What I didn't realize, I'm sorry, Wada. There's a beer, there's a neon beer sign over the entryway. That's pretty cool. I'm going to say, I like the style of what this campground is all about, which they've got a local bar there, they've got a little local town there, and they're getting after it, and they're having some fun. They're having some fun. And they're putting neon beer signs in, um, in, all, of these, in all these places, I'm pretty sure. But right now, they're fucking up this cabin because they are wildly swinging at a bat instead of trying to guide it out. They're wild, and then boom, there goes the duck, there goes something else. They are not doing well. Don't worry, in the end, the bat's free. It's safe. It's good. It's just faster and better. And why? And why do you say? Because it's a bat. It does what it does. Exactly. Boom. So, yeah, anyways, that's the bat thing. I don't know, man. This is this is such a weird... I mean, I've been in this position, but only with hornets, right? Uh, we had a huge, we still have a, we have a massive point of infestation, right? Where we're just like, what the hell is going on? And then, bam! The bat was on his face. He knocked it off with a tennis racket. John Candy's about knocked out. And they got the bat. John Candy's face, a little worse for wear. Not gonna lie. But hey, that's what happens. Wake up. Wake up! You know, you can tell that bat is fake as fuck. Oh my goodness. Fake. But yeah, we had a. The only thing I can relate to is that we had that same issue with uh, with hornets flying around, and they they just dive bomb you when you're trying to play in the pool with the kid, and they just come at you like crazy people. And uh, yeah, so we would, you know, we had that issue until I found their nests, and then I got the raid with the super power spray and put them on blast. I powered them, I shot them out of the sky. One, I could shoot them out of the sky a little bit. Bing, 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 bing. Because I've got wicked aim. Two, I found their I found their, their little honeycomb thing. No honey, just full of piss, vinegar, and hatred towards people. Especially people in water. But I got rid of that bad boy. Bam. Uh, this reminds me, this kid making out with his girl at the NW, right? His little summer romance. And she's a cutie pie. I'm still worried about her breath because of the cigarette smoking. But uh, they do, uh, you know. I remember my buddy. What was his name? Horrible oh, names. Let's not forget that. He dated a girl at a Bennigan's. <clears throat> and uh, she would come by and wait on us. She'd give us free pancakes or free coffee. She always hooked us up with something. Banjo, this story's not that boring. Chill the fuck out. And uh, she would always, you know, hook us up with something. And I remember he would just make out with her. He'd make out with him. Went to the army. He got honorably discharged because he had stress fractures in his legs. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was interesting. Now we're at one of my favorite parts of this movie. So we're a little over an hour in. Hour in what? What are we looking at here? We're at 60 minutes. Yeah, 60 minutes in. And we get to one of the best parts. Home of the old 96er. The old 96er. If you can eat the old 96er in a certain period of time, you get it for free. And who do they give it to? John Candy. Now, why doesn't Dan Aykroyd take this on? By the way, the chef comes out, he's covered in blood. What is he doing back there? Good Lord. But just like, I mean, this is like, um, remember uh, Man vs. Food, the original guy? Adam something, I think, right? Real nice guy. Really nice guy. He, uh, he used to do all these food challenges and would just get after it. John Candy's taking these tiny little bites. And the boy's got his girl. It's a date. She's smoking. She's pissed. He is going to ruin this. Oh, he's got the neat sweats. See, Adam would talk about this on the familiar, right? He'd talk about the neat sweats. She's drinking a Pepsi. There's another problem right there. You better, you gotta, you gotta be with someone who doesn't drink Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's listening to his gut. I say there's room in there. I don't know. I'll tell you what, there's room in mine for another beer. This fridge, though, hey, Montucky friends. Uh, listen, it looks kind of full, you know, and it's not like I prep loaded or anything. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think here. I only have like two more six pack tall boys in my, uh, you know, in my thing, in my cupboard to put in there, and then I'm done. So there we go. John Candy says he's done. He's like, he's not done. He's got to eat the fat and gristle. The fat and the gristle. Have you guys ever done one of these eating competitions? We just got done with the 4th of July, right? And uh, that uh, the kid ate the um, ate all the hot dog shit, right? Just ate it all up. Did a good job. Look, they got the, they got the menu. They all got free hats. Dinner was free. John Candy got a shirt. I ate, I ate a 96. Everyone's applauding him. He's got a hat. I mean, this is just, this This reminds me of the original Man vs. Food. I don't know who the new guy is doing it. I tell you, I love the old guy. But the old guy, you know, he was just, he was just so much more engaging. He engaged the crowd. And he did some crazy shit. He ate some really, really hot stuff. Um, he really went after it. I don't know. I couldn't. There's no way. Ooh, pardon me. There's no way, shape, or form I could eat that much food unless it had been after a night of drinking. So there's an interesting part here. The young man, he's supposed to meet his girl or the girl, you know, the summer love. She waited. His dad, you know, he had to wait for his dad to finish the 96 ounces of steak. He sees her Pepsi can. He slaps it down on the ground. Here's the thing you, you're, you're missing out on, folks. There were no cell phones. So when you were late, you were just late. When things happened, they just kind of happened, right? Um... It was just, it was awful. Absolutely awful. Now the raccoons got into the house. John Candy just finished eating 96 ounces of steak, fat and gristle. And now he's throwing it all up. When was the last time you threw up? I haven't thrown up in a long time. Um, it's been a while. It's been, a, it's been more than a minute. Um, 
I had a long streak going on, a la Seinfeld, where I had for a while, and then I wasn't feeling well, and I ordered myself, this is back when I lived in Southern California, I ordered myself a Frappuccino. <laughs> oh, big mistake. I had about half of it, and then I aggressively threw it all up. Temperature got up to 103. I tried to hide in the refrigerator. Um, it was bad. I had to take the emergency room. My throat was swelling up, swelling shut. I had a severe throat infection. And the best part of all of that, the absolute best part of all of that, I got liquid Vicodin. I couldn't, my throat wasn't open enough where I could swallow the pills. So I got the liquid antibiotics and I got liquid Vicodin. It was amazing. Holy shit, these guys are covered with fucking leeches. The last thing, leeches. Have you, ever been, have you ever had a leech? I've never had a leech on me. And honestly say, like I've never, ever, I gotta drink a little cold Montucky here. I've never had a leech on me at all. Not once. Little ice flakes in there, that first drink. Fortunately, it's hot out, so they're going to go away. Uh, my little friend from A&W, she's not taking phone calls. So here's the other thing, right? You couldn't text someone. and uh, You know, you had to go to a pay phone. There was pay, there wasn't pagers back then, right? I mean, I know I already talked about Dan over here, his big, dumb mobile phone. But those were too expensive, right? So you had to, like, you had to call a place where someone worked if you knew that they were working. You had to call it and be like, hey, what's up? How are you? Oh, yeah, no, sorry, she can't take a phone call. She's fucking working. Have you ever heard of work? Yeah, I'm at work. And she works at a restaurant. She works at an A&W. That's always busy. Great hot dogs, great hamburgers, really good crinkle fries. And, yeah, did I mention the root beer float? The root beer float. Let that be your theme. Root beer float. My goodness. So, anyways, that was weird, though. That was a weird time. I remember when I would... First Avenue West Bar and Grill, Walter Nickerson. Uh, if you wanted someone fired, you would talk to him into calling him Wally. He uh, he ran the place, and yeah, we'd get phone calls. Like my friends would call me, hey, we're gonna be at this bar later. He would lose his shit. But that was also just standard operating procedure. Now it's like get off your cell phone. Before it was like get off the house phone. Like get off the phone. We, we're trying to do business. People are calling in and trying to make reservations. Maybe someone's calling to see how busy we are. Maybe they're calling to see what the specials are. My favorite, they've called and asked if we're open. Uh, we answered. We're open. Now we're closed. It's uh, 7.30 on a Saturday night. We are, uh, we're shut down. We're done. That's just how it works. Sorry, man. We are, uh, we're not there. Uh, would you like anything to drink? No, I'll just have water. What are you going to do with the water? And I know. Old jokes, old banter. But it's still relative. I mean, at this time, at this day and age, right? Well, there's really no pagers. There's no cell phones. There's nothing going on. This is all you had to do. You had nothing else. We got my neighbor's dogs. They just got let out. I think maybe. I think they did. We might hear some barking here. They're little fuckers. They're um. What are they? I think they're, they're not. I don't know. They're yippy little guys. That's for sure. They're not nice. Not nice at all. Actually, one's really nice. I shouldn't say they're not nice. They are, um, they're a nice couple though. And they've got a nice son. They're very nice to us as neighbors. Our just dogs bark back and forth. I wish you could see the flame of a mosquito candle. It's like a torch. It is like, I mean, I, at Sunday school, they did a little, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine right for the kids. And I'm thinking, I wish, you know, my kid had this little light. This is not a little light. This is a beacon of hope. This is, this is a, this is a, this is a piece. This is amazing. Yowza. Hold on. 
Talk to them. Now I know I've brought it up a couple of times and I still haven't done it. I gotta figure out, I gotta find the time, right? And with all these podcasts coming up, maybe um, I'll take a couple weeks off and I'll do it where we are going to, uh, we're, we're gonna break down these podcasts, right? We're gonna uh, do them so that if you don't wanna listen to two hours or like this one, right? Where there's just, there's probably just a couple of highlights, a couple of stories, and then I had to drag you on, or maybe you're just trying to drink beers with me throughout this whole thing and listen and have some fun. Um, but in all of that, uh, we're trying to break them down into like 20 minute segments maybe, or maybe 10 minutes and do three at 10 minutes. I don't know, email me, let me know, 10 minutes? Like, can I do 10 minutes of funny moments uh, and just have you laughing? Like, here's the movie, here's the synopsis, here's 10 minutes of funny moments. It'll be a total of like 35, 40 minutes. You can do a recap of the first four that we did and then you're, you're kind of dialed in. I don't know, you gotta let me know. Let me know what you think uh, about that. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. I'm surprised my neighbors haven't emailed me more when I'm sitting back here chatting to myself. They're probably gonna go, Who the fuck are you talking to? Uh, why are you cursing so much? What is, is this how your brain works? What is going on? Yes to all of the above. And no, maybe at the same time. I don't know how it works. Who knows how anything works? Nobody knows how anything works. This is the beautiful part, right? I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, anyways, so we're going on. There is going to be a big storm. A big, big storm. Dan Aykroyd's packed up his stuff. There's been a fight. He is going to leave. He's pissed. Here's what, here's what you don't know, right? I mean, yeah, John Candy plays this role well. Where he gets upset, he's also kind of the soft guy. He's the sucker. You know, uh, we, we did this over planes, trains, and automobiles, right? I mean, he wants, you know, and then you got Dan Aykroyd. And I have, I have friends like Dan Aykroyd. They're put on this front. They're this big baller. They, they've, got, they've always got to get the last word in. You know, and they're not really, they're not friends anymore. I have family like this in their family because they're always going to be family like that, right? And there's some family that's going, listen, if you think it's you, it's, it's not you. They'll go, oh, you're like, no shit, I'm not talking about you. Calm the fuck down. But um, you got to look at this and go, all right, so we got, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a fight. What we don't realize, and you know, spoiler alert, right? Um, Dan's broke, man. He's struggling. But he's putting on this front. He's putting on this facade of, of who he thinks he should be versus who he really is. And who he really is is a guy just, he's trying to make it on bravado, right? He's trying to make it on, 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 a, on a false sense of security. And I can tell you this right now, man, that, that shit does not work. You stick with what you know, get after it, be honest, be direct, and you're gonna win. You're gonna win every time. But on the, on the false bravado, and the problem is, right, is he drives a Mercedes, uh, he's got the, he's got the, he's got the, the, the cell phone, he's, he's got all what looks like all the toys, but it's all on a lease, right? It's all on a, man, I, I gotta make this next nut. If I don't, it all goes away, it all vanishes. It all disappears. Uh, you know, there's there's a person that I've known in personal finance for quite a while, uh, Sharon Epperson at CNBC. And Sharon, I'll mark this, you know, like an, an hour 15 in, right? So I was talking about setting money aside, savings, you know, how much you should save, what you should do, you know, um, all these things. And she's a very smart woman. And she's a, she's, a, uh, she's a survivor. She's a mom. She's amazing. She's super talented, super smart. But the one thing I think she misses, the one moment that everyone misses in all of this, let's save money, let's do this, let's do that, right? In, in everything, here's what you miss. And here's what I missed. 
you know, I'll be candid. I missed it as well. And it's, it's very simple. It's drink a beer. I'm going to tell you, this is like a spoiler. Like Paul Harvey, and here's the rest of the story. Hold on a second. I got to take a drink. So here's what you don't get. And here's what's interesting to it, right? Is that in all of this, when you're doing it, saving that money, don't think of it as saving for the day when you don't have to work again. Because you'll want, I mean, who knows if you're going to save enough, you know, and then you've got money invested, you've got the 401k, the savings account. Don't think of it as the rainy day of like you might lose your job. Don't look at it as the negative. Everyone, everyone plays this negative card like, well, the economy could do this and you could lose your job. You should have three months of this. And I get it. And they're right. They're right. And they're smart. And don't think that you can go grab a job. Okay? If you're super smart and you're accomplished, no offense, Home Depot doesn't want to hire your ass. And they're not going to. All right? They're not going to do it. So don't, don't rely on that. Don't lean back on that. Don't do that. Okay, don't think that way. Don't think that you need to go grab a job bartending somewhere. It doesn't work that way. Because they're thinking as soon as another job comes along, you're going to bounce anyways. You want to save your money for moments like this. You want to have your money saved. And you want to have a system set up to where you can maybe do some light consulting, have some fun, do something else. But most importantly, most importantly, when moving forward, right? going out after it you're not stressed you're not you're not hunting down and trying to figure out in any way like how am I gonna if I don't have a sponsor for this episode or I don't have this or I don't have that you know how am I gonna do this or how am I gonna do that you're lost think of it as paying for your dream you know we're in this great opportunity you know people we're in this amazing time and people can talk about all the shit they want and about how dark it is and you know and how there's all this chaos on the news but that's one way to look at it and that's one slice of it you know and there are issues and we, we you know as, as, as small groups of your friends and as larger groups of how you vote and what you do and how you impact your community address those address those but on this scale right look at it this way in this world Look at the positives. Look at all the things we have that no one else had before. Look at all the opportunities we've had that no one else had before. Like you couldn't 20 years ago, like, I want to be a radio DJ, and then just go out and do it. It didn't work that way. It never worked that way. You know why it didn't work that way? Because it wasn't real. Okay? It was not real. So what else do you do? Huh? I'll tell you what you do. Nothing. Nothing at all. Because you couldn't. So you had to stay in your job. You had to do something. Now look at today. Look at the internet. Look at what podcasting has done. Look what Amazon's done for people and opening up home businesses. Look what Facebook has done for promoting businesses and doing things. Forget about how many people they employ. Forget about how shitty Amazon pays their warehouse people. Forget about that for a moment. And look at the positives of all the other businesses that have sprung out because Amazon exists, because Facebook exists, because Twitter exists, because Instagram exists because the internet's there and it's getting better and better and better. Think about the podcast, right? Think about the idea of, all right, I have to download a free program, Audacity, there's your plug, love you guys. I gotta buy a soundboard, right? I got a soundboard, I got some microphones. I didn't talk to my friends first, right? So I made a mistake, got some bad microphones, but I've got great friends. And my buddy's like, dude, borrow these microphones, use them, they're better. They're directional. They're going to make you sound better. They're going to make your podcast better, especially in Dirty Bills. I mean, we have our one guy, right? He uh, he chimed in. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him up actually right now, right? Let me see if my 
There we go. Let's let's pull them up here. But while well, I'm ranting on here, but the point is, is that you know you've got this thing now. You've got this, and it's it's good. So powder seven four ten. Love the premise. The dive bar is fun. Quirky location, but the acoustics are terrible. <laughs> Accurate. But the drinks are really really good. Second, since the movie is thinly veiled excuse for an interview. Great point, and I could not agree with you more. Um, make the movie something both of you have seen and can reference to drive the conversation. And I agree with all of that. And I and I thank you for your impact, right? I really, really do. Uh, if I could figure out how to tag you on one of these things, um, I, I will. I hope you're still a listener, man, but thank you. And I agree with all of it. But once again, the point being is like the internet, the opportunity, all of these things, all of them, they're available now to do something, to go after. This is not an expensive setup, right? It's not. Fire stick. Movies, okay? That's, you know, the soundboard. The computer I already had is added a program to it. Super simple. Um, you, you, you think about that and you think about the opportunities and the way that you can be your own boss and then like, well, man, that sounds hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still figuring it out. It's not easy. You gotta think about every, you gotta think about this way, right? The money's gonna come and go. The money is going to come and go. That is just how it works. But in the world of money coming and going, the one thing that is constant, the one thing you can never get back is time. Time never, ever comes back. So every moment that you use, every moment that, that's why I'm so appreciative of, of the downloads we have and the listeners that we have, man. I'm taking up some of your time. I can't believe you're giving it to me. It is such a blessing. It's such an amazing blessing that you are giving me a piece of your time. That is just, that's epic. It is absolutely epic because you can't get it back. It's not like you can be like, oh man, that was a, I didn't enjoy that one. Or the solo one with Jason, man, that just, I'm fucking annoyed. I can't believe he took me down a 90 minute journey on that nonsense. Ugh. Well, you don't get those 90 back. It's not like you get to trade them into me. It's not like that, was that weird Justin Timberlake movie? Was it Justin Timberlake? I'm going to say it's Justin Timberlake. Where he had time and you could like give it to people. And then when you ran out of time, you were just dead. And you kind of had a clock and you could get unlimited time if you were rich doesn't work that way anymore, right? Now it's different. Now it's completely different, right? I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's completely, not now, it's always, it's just been one way. And the one way is really simple. And that's that you're not getting it back, ever. So invest in yourself, save that money for you to do something epic. Save that money for you to perhaps do something you've never ever done before that will change the way you see the world. You don't just have to save it for a rainy day. You don't just have to save it for retirement. You just don't have to save it in case you lose your job. If you lose your job, pack your shit and go on a trip. Do someplace and go someplace you've never been before. Shift the way you see the world. Change it. Shift it. Move. Try something different. I've moved a lot. You know, it's, it's funny. We, we get people and they're like, oh, you know, I can't believe this. And, and they look at my resume like, oh, you've had a lot of jobs. Yeah, you know what? I have. I've had a couple of jobs. And by a couple, I've had like 50. <laughs> but guess what? No one sees the world the way I see it. Have you, have you worked on, on, on licensing deals with, uh, with yachts? No? Okay. Have you fished and, and worked with one of the best fishing captains in the world? You haven't? Okay. Well, the way he teaches and does stuff is different. The way licensing deals work on big, multi-million dollar boats is different. The way a man who invented the online mortgage system thinks and works and sees the world is different. 
the way the old guys who created Body Glove and being able to work and talk with them and then launch the Body Glove pet line and work with Adam Ertel and the way that he sees the pet world and what he does is different. And taking all of those people and all those ideas, and then you throw in a Tony Alanya, a Colin Anawani, and a Bertrand Sosa, and a couple others, and let me tell you what you get. You get awesomeness. And not that I'm awesome, I just, you get all those people, all of their, all of their stuff piping into your brain. And you're like, hey, this is awesome. I mean, it's awesome for me. I feel bad for the people that have had one or two jobs or three jobs this whole time. I feel bad for you because what have you really done? Who have you really seen? I feel bad for people that haven't traveled, that haven't seen the world and seen different cultures and see the way they see things and do things. Like if you haven't been to Italy or Greece or France, and by the way, don't give me this shit like the French are assholes. The French can be assholes to us. We poisoned one of their cities with LSD just to see what would happen. All right? They, they can still be pissed about that. Okay? Go to that city. Pay some homage. Say sorry. Go to South America. Check it out. Do some golfing. Have some fun. Enjoy it. Okay? Do what you have to do. But get out. If you've, only, if you've never left your state, save your money just to leave your state. Go out and do it. These are the great outdoors. The great outdoors is everywhere that you haven't been. Canada, get brave. Mexico, just don't come back with anything up your butt, okay? It's super simple. Get out there and do it. If your thing is beer, like I love beer, go travel the world and check out different breweries. Make it, you know, add an element. Add an element that will work, that will, that will change the way you do things, that will change the way you see things, that will change the way maybe they, they brew beer, the way their customer service is, Anything like that, try it out, but go do it. Man, I'll tell you what, fuck you, Tom Segura. And I mean that in the greatest way possible because you are an epic comic. But you with the try it out guy and everything else that was happening, oh my gosh, every time I say try it out, I think about that guy. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, God bless you. If you do know what I'm talking about, then every time I say try it out, you cringe a little bit just like I do. And you should, but I mean, Tom and his wife, your mom's house, they're amazing. Um, I listen to it. I try to listen to as many podcasts as I can because I want to I wanna see how the best are doing. I mean, I listen to Rogan, right? Um, I listen to Burt Kreischer. Uh, I listen to a little bit of Fire to the Kid, not as much as I used to. Uh, your mom's house has kind of taken over their spot. Sorry. I have mad love and respect for Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen, though. I can tell you that right now. Like, there's There are not many people that are... Um, that are better and funnier, especially Shab, when you think about all the stuff that he does and, and, and everything that's happening. I mean, he is, he's, he's amazing, right? Work ethic is amazing. But once again, these are people that went out, I mean, Shab was fighting, right? He had, as he says, a cappuccino with the Bills at the NFL for a hot minute, did his whole thing. In all of that, he still, he had the money, he saved the money, he worked with Callan, uh, and he did this great podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. But think about that and what he did. Think about it. You know, you've got it. I mean, when you when you break it down, when you look at those things, seriously, man, they worked at it though. I mean, listen, I can work at it. And I should work better at it and harder at it. I need to be hitting up more companies and doing things. I, I, I I'm not good at asking for money. That's probably why I'd never be a good uh, <clears throat> a good pastor, right? I'm not good at asking for money. But hey, you know, some people are. Some people aren't. You know. Um, but I'm, I'm good at getting guests for some reason, except for now, right? You're like, Jason, you've had two solo podcasts. I don't know if you're good at getting guests. <laughs> Technical difficulties, assholes. All right, listen, I'm decent at getting guests. We've got some good guests coming up. 
We have some fun stuff coming up. Let me tell you, we have some monster fun stuff coming up. But once again, all I'm saying is that when, when you think about savings, when you think about all these things, shift your paradigm a little bit and shift it to the greatness of what you can do. Shift it to the greatness of, 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 of what you can be, especially in this ever-changing world where being your own boss can be a real thing, where being your own boss can be something that can literally change not just your life, but the lives of the people that listen to you and all of this stuff. It can do so much more for you. Or you might work with someone else. You might find a new job, but let those be your opportunities. Let that money saved be something that instead of, of being what you would think is um, you know, a doomsday, let it be a positive. Change your perspective on savings as the positive, as money you can do, as things you want to do. And in that, you can win. There's my rant. Goodness gracious. Now we're at a part, right? Um, John Candy told that story where he blew the top off of the bear. What he didn't realize, what no one ever realized, is that it was true. And that bear's back. And he pulled that bear out of a well. And here's the problem. A, he's running away from the bear. He's running away. You can't outrun a bear. There is no way you can outrun a bear. The best way to outrun a bear, quite honestly, is to run downhill, right? You run downhill, and it's because its front legs are so short and its back legs are so long, it'll actually ball up and roll. Now, the problem is it might roll and take your ass out. You just don't know. <clears throat> but you're not you're not outrunning a bear. After that rant, I got to take a drink. Hold on. Sorry. You can slip and slide faster than a bear, but you're not outrunning it. And he slipped and slid right down the hill in the mud. John Candy magically clean again and look he's back and Dan Aykroyd they went to save the kids they're in a well they're back he's happy everyone's happy they're drying stuff out they're making sandwiches he's trying to say there's a bear he's terrified no one's buying his bullshit because he cried wolf one too many times he told the scary story they're like oh and that Benny's like you're not getting me this time we're making sandwiches, the power's back on, we're starting a fire, we're drying out our wet clothes. He's so silly. And then, there we go. The bear. The big, bad bear. Have you guys ever seen a bear up close? I mean, I haven't talked about the bear farm, but uh, I know people that like, they do, uh, you know, they, um, oh, it's a grizzly bear, it's a big bear. Look at his claws, it's huge. Candy's underneath the door. Oh, he's just bouncing on it. He's just breaking backs and ribs. So on Palooza and I talk about this, right? They eat ass first. Uh, that's so you can't get away. So they can come back and chew on you some more. That's one. Um, two, uh, bears are, they're monsters. I know people that bow hunt bears. I can't imagine that. That is just, that's just terrifying. Now they're throwing food at it. Oh, it's just so big. So big. Oh, he's throwing a red flag. Like, hey, here you, here you go. Here you go. Uh-oh. He stands up. Mm, who trains these bears? And I want to know. I mean, like, Candy's there. Like, everyone's there. There's a bear there. Like, what? I'm more, They're wild animals. Like, I see the dumb shows, right, where the guy's got the, the polar bear. He's like, oh, I'm a polar bear. Oh, look at this. my buddy. Or this is my grizzly bear buddy. We go swimming together and do all these things. Shut up. It does not work, okay? You're batshit crazy. It doesn't work. Like, man, are you sure about this movie, Jay? Are you sure about this movie? 
I'm pretty positive. You're not fighting off a bear with an oar, though. Listen, you're just not fighting off. Oh, but here comes the old man with the, now, so they've already blown the hair off, the top of the head, right? And I believe Candy said he did that. And now, oh, here we go. Plug in the gun. He's going to shoot it in the ass, I think. Is it loaded? Loaded for two bear. Here we go. Give it to me. I know what's going on. This bear is going to, boom. And then, oh, he closed his eyes and turned his head. And guess what? They just skinned that bear's ass. It's just a bear butt running away. Oh, you like the pun? Shut up. All right, listen. You know how long I've been saving that? It was just in the back of my head. Like, you got to use it. You got to use it. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't say it late. Bear butt. He's got a bear skull. He's got a bear butt. It's a bear with a bear butt and a bear skull. There you go. Dad humor at some point in time. And that's a vacation, folks. That is a vacation. It's a vacation when you can get out in the middle of nowhere, get into a fight, still stay together, lose a couple of kids, rescue them, eat too much food, fall in and out of love magically at an A&W, right? Stay in a cabin, talk some shit, get in that Mercedes, have some fun, wonder if you're ever going to fall in love again, eat way too much food, drink way too much, and have some fun. Oh, and don't forget to pop that motherfucking collar. You pop that collar. That's the jam. That's what it is. What it is, what it shall be, what it was. That's vacation. Now, here's the problem, right? Problem is, is that she's going to, you know, fall in love or, or, or you know, uh, smoke herself to death. And she's going to have it. She's going to be that gal, you know, in 20 years who's just uh, smoking through her, through a hole in her throat. And that's that's what happens. Right. Uh, and that's OK. And maybe maybe he'll still love her. It's fun to talk to those people. You can shut them up just by loving the rule. Kidding. Not really. But I kind of am. Um, but, you know, so you got all that stuff going on. I don't know. This is, but this is what vacations were. Like now you've got cell phones and you've got iPads and you've got, you've got FaceTime and you've got all these things. So the 560 SEL was what he was driving. All right, 560 SEL. So there you go. There's the Mercedes mystery that I started with. Didn't tell you guys. There you go. So in that, in everything, that's a vacation. There was a storm. There was some discomfort. There were some mistakes. There was some humor. There was too much food. Um, it was all that. All that and a bag of chips. There you go. I find it weird that his wife got in on the driver's side and then just scooched across. It's not really how that shit works. But anyways, yeah, and now they're all happy. They got, and, and oddly enough, guess what? Wifey, only one, puts her seatbelt on. Living fresh and free. So there you go. There's the second solo podcast. We got it. We got it done. Dan Aykroyd, Roman, John Candy, Chet. That's all you need to know. It was fun. They danced. Annette Benning's in it. She's amazing. Everything's good here. Folks, thanks. I really I cannot thank you guys enough. I love Montucky. I thank you for being a proud sponsor and participant in this podcast for the month of July. For the fun things that we're doing. Um, as always, Dirty Bills, man, Leslie and team. Alan, can't thank you guys enough for all that you guys do and all the fun that, that you allow us to have and the support that you give us by opening up the bar and everything else. Um, yeah, you know what? It, it doesn't happen without you guys, though. Like, I can have all the support and love in the world, but if you guys aren't going to download and listen to this podcast, it does not matter. So 
I know these solo ones can be a little bit rough because I'm a little bit all over the place. Uh, Jason Dick usually corrals me in fairly well. So um, with that, I just, once again, thanks. So as in uh, classic form we've been doing, now you get to listen to my daughter sing about a time she took a shit. Enjoy. Thank you.